Hello, welcome to Brenda PM and Thoughts from the Tractor and Russell. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? Good. Good. What a great weekend we have had. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we uh, started off, what did we, Friday or Saturday, went to Eagle Sham, watched Ben's 4-H speech. Yeah. Then yesterday, we went and watched our nephew Austin, our great nephew Austin. Yep. And then I, with his 4-H speech, and I had the pleasure of judging senior speeches, which yeah. was fun. So it was hard, but fun. Yeah. So we, I was trying to say not so. So. So, <laughs> so we've been talking to uh, this other couple friends of ours, uh, this couple who hmm. are friends of ours. And we've been talking to them about, and they're quite a bit younger, quite a bit younger than us, like a generation. Yeah, like they're young enough to be our kids. Yep. So, yeah. so anyways, we were talking to them just about, you know, uh, relationships and communication and which was really interesting because it brought us to some of our communication over the last 16 years. And I found out some things that Russ didn't say that I think that I wish he would have said back then, but he's explaining to me now why. So um, it was such a hard move for me, even though this is what I wanted, is to be with Russ and to move here with him. But at the same time, um, I really had a hard time emotionally and uh, I didn't have the skills or the patience to to verbalize how I felt in a very productive manner. Ooh, very good. Right. Very, very good. Okay, I whined a lot, cried a lot, said really nasty, not the nicest things. And here we are, you know, 16 years later sitting and being able to talk about it. And so... One of the things um, we were talking about was that uh, how much you love somebody. And one of the things I would say to Russ is, um, you don't love me enough to leave the farm. And he just said to me. I said that is such that was such an unfair statement to make. And I'm and like, well... Why didn't you tell me that way back then? Because so, so a lot of the things that we've been talking about, I'm like, why didn't you say that back then? That's not fair that you didn't tell me back then. And so now I'm learning. Well, I had to be kind of careful of what I said because some things would set you off. And I think a lot of times, well, not a lot of times, but sometimes you were just looking for a fight and I wasn't going to give it to you. See, and I thought he was just not, he had nothing to say and he wasn't thinking anything. Mm -hmm. But he was actually preserving our relationship. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, I, and I, I don't do that just with you. I do that with everybody. If I figure that you're just, somebody's just looking for an argument or a fight, I won't give them the satisfaction. Because it's it's pointless. 
It's a waste of energy. Hmm. A productive, uh, a productive discussion. I don't have a problem with, but an argument for argument's sake, it's a waste of time, time and energy. Hmm. So, yeah. Seeing here all this time, I thought you didn't have any thoughts. So, well, a lot of times I don't, but <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes I do, and 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 yeah, it's uh, you know we went through some some tough times, definitely. Yeah, we did, but we've worked through them and gotten through them, and here we are today. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think one of the other things that I was thinking about is how much we as women especially sabotage or try to sabotage um, a relationship and thinking we're doing it for good reasons, not thinking we're sabotaging, but thinking the more we talk, the more we express ourselves, the more we get high volume, the top more we talk fast, the more chance that our spouse might talk back to us. So by yelling, um, so by yelling, being argumentative and rude is going to get you a conversation. Apparently. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. and how did that work for you? Not very well. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm realizing even more when I look back. Mm-hmm. Because I would talk so much that there was no point, no place for you to interject any thoughts. Exactly. Yep. And yep. I thought if I keep talking and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing, that you would explode and you didn't. No, I just went and played hockey instead. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, too, one of the other thing with talking to this couple was how much we. And she and I are a lot the same. So I will say to Russ, this is what I would like. Or this is, I want you to do X, Y, and Z. That would make me feel good. So he does X, Y, and Z. But then I'm upset with him because he's not deciding to do X, Y, and Z. On his own. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. Yeah. You you know, you get mad at me for doing what you asked me to do. Yeah, because I've had to ask you. Right. Well, what's wrong with that? You you uh, you told me what you needed. I did it. And then you're mad at me. Because I didn't think of doing it. But I'm not a mind reader. I don't know what you're thinking. A guy is the furthest thing from a mind reader. Mm-hmm. And, you know... A lot of a lot of times you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. That's true. So, so, so a lot of times you're better off don't, because <laughs> it's less to have to undo of what you just did. <laughs> so, if you did it, you'd have to undo what you did. Say you're sorry. Say yes. <laughs> Apologize for what you did because it's not what you asked for. Wow, that kind of crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it is crazy. Like just just say what you want 
ask what you wish for and appreciate it. Right. Instead of being mad because I didn't think of it on my own. Like, it's pretty, it, it's creating a problem that's not there. Right. Because we're so, I think we're so, um, I tend all my life have tested my relationships to see if they really mean what they're saying and really um, if they actually truly love me. Like testing you to see how far I have to go before you'd say that's enough. Mm-hmm. Just getting right to that line. And it's my insecurity and not understanding how much someone could love me. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I, I was thinking about this last night. I, you can love somebody. To me, loving somebody is the easy part. It's so easy to love somebody. The hard part is communicating and understanding what the other one needs. Well, yeah, absolutely. Right? But, yeah. but people will go, Oh, I love them and I want to be with them and I want everything, blah, blah, blah. But yet we're not being able to sit, talk and be honest. Well, I think too, a lot of, some people want to change the person. Right. Well, then how did you find them attractive enough to fall in love with them the way they are? Why do you want to change them then? Why not let them be who they are? Okay. So you want to change who they are. But you've wanted to change who I am. I didn't say that. But if I was still being that person who would talk incessantly and fast and argue, we probably still wouldn't be together. I had to change that. You did that on your own. How do you figure? I didn't change you. You changed yourself. You found out, oh, he's not going to give me the satisfaction of, a, of an argument. He, he wants a conversation. Huh. Here I, I thought you changed me. I didn't change you at all. You changed yourself. Do you think I've tried to change you? Um... In some ways. Like yeah, you, what? Well, you want me to talk more, communicate more. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want me to work so hard. Mm-hmm. You haven't changed that. <laughs> <laughs> Are those wrong? Does that, does that make it like I'm no, like trying to change you? No, you're not trying to change my personality or who I am. They're like, you can, you can change, um, for example, you can say, okay, well, you dress like a slob. Like, come on. Okay, that that's fine. It's changing who the person is to become somebody they're not. Mm, like if I said, Russ, we're moving to um, a big metropolitan city and we're going to live in a condo. Enjoy your life. Yeah. I would be the most uncomfortable miserable person on the face of the earth 
And yeah, that wouldn't be conducive for either one of us if I was there. Okay, so for me, living by the water, living by the ocean, mm -hmm. have I changed myself, do you think? Have I had to change for you? Um, well, you changed for yourself. See, and I see it as I've done a lot of changing for you. No, I think you've changed your for yourself to be um, happy and and in the now. Because before you moved here, you weren't even in the now. Really? No. You were always taught, thinking about Hawaii or this place or that place or, you know, you were never seemed to be happy with where you were. And even when we got back together, you were thinking of a change then. And, yeah, I think you you have changed yourself into realizing, like, wow, I'm missing a lot out in life by never being happy with where I'm at right now. Huh. Okay, so right at this moment, I'm learning tons about myself that I didn't even realize that he thought. Because I never saw it that way, but you're, this will be recorded, I think. We're going to re-record it? I think so, because I'm going to say you're right, so I don't want to really publish that part. <laughs> well, you don't have to say I'm right. Well, you are, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. To be, to be fair and honest, you are right. But it's, I'm finding this, like the last couple weeks of conversations we've been having about why he never said what he was thinking through all the times that I would have my little outbursts, big outbursts sometimes. And I really, I honestly thought it was because he had no thoughts. But meanwhile, he is trying to save and he sees, I think to me, you saw this potential or something. And I don't like saying you're with somebody for their potential. Because then that's tough too. But like I guess why did you stay with me? Well. It was... like, I don't understand. For the things that I've said to you. Mm -hmm. And the frustrations I've had with you. Why? Why did you stay? Why didn't you just say. Okay Brenda. Go back to Seattle. Go back to Hawaii. Go. Just go. Uh, cause the good times outweighed the bad times by far. Like you weren't always, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and, uh, and there was, how can I word this delicately? <laughs> Just say it. Uh, like there's, there's, there, like the good times outweighed the bad times. And when the good times were good, they were really good. Mm-hmm. The bad times are bad. They were quite bad. Mm -hmm. But the good times outweighed the bad times. And the bad times we worked through. Mm -hmm. We worked through and worked through and worked through. And, and each time I thought became a little bit easier to get through. Yeah. And understanding. And when we started to listen to each other better. It, it worked out a lot better. And I think that's a problem with a lot of 
people in general, they don't listen to what the person's saying. They're so busy thinking of what to say next that they don't listen to the person. Right. And which, which I don't get. That's not having a conversation. That's dominating the conversation. Right. And there's lots of people do that. Well, and I think what I really, really learned was allowing you time to process my thoughts. Because there's a lot of times now I'll say, I'll, I'll have some thoughts and ideas and then I say them to you and and you'll now I've asked you to say, instead of not saying anything, I'll, I've asked you to tell me whether you need time to think about it. So I had to tell Russ how I need to know that he's taking what I say seriously mm-hmm. and not just nod his head. Cause when he nods his head, that means yes. And he agrees. But so now I, I've told them and sometimes I have to remind you to say, so I'll say, so do you need time to think about this? Right. And then you'll tell me. Yes, I do. I I'll answer the question in my head or, and when I nod my head, that means that I'm listening to what you're saying. But I have to verbalize that. I, you know, you're not a mind reader either. Right. And uh, yeah, it's something I have to, like, I'll answer the question. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I understand that. But I have to not, I have to verbalize it, not just answer in my own head, because you're not in my head. No. So. No. And I think for me asking what I need back from you, acknowledgement that you heard it, or acknowledgement that you're going to wait to think about it. Because since my head goes so fast most of the time, and I have all these ideas, and I want to, and you're just like, like plodding along like a horse trotting, and then I'm like galloping in circles around you, and down the field and back, and you're still like, do, 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 do. So I come back with all these ideas and I interrupt that peace state you're in. Mm -hmm. My meditative state while riding my horse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm like looking for the adventure and looking for the change and looking for something else. And you really have brought me back to being um, in the moment more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, it's something that I'm always working on. To how to look at the future. Well, it's this is kind of funny though. Financially, you look to the future and have plan. And for me, I look to the future and think of all the different things we should be doing. But I don't look at the future for the money part. Mm-hmm. And you were opposite that way. Oh, for sure we are. Yeah, because to carry on in the future, we need money. And fairy dust works. No, <laughs> I'm not a fairy dust kind of guy. I'm sorry. No, it's uh, no, 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 I'm not a fairy dust. Yeah, see, I love fairy dust. No, I'm not big in that, but hmm. yeah, but he um, doesn't know that I sprinkle on it, sprinkle it on him every night. Yeah, that's why I sneeze a lot. Yeah, um. You know, I was thinking back, like, there's there's you, your character, my character, and then our character as a couple. 
that people see. Yes. And I think what people see is what we are. You see some families and couples, like on the outside, everything is just rosy and fairy dust and happy. And on the inside, they're angry and don't, you know, don't converse. Don't, it's weird. Yeah. It's really strange how that happens, but it happens. But we are, what what you see on the outside is what we are at home. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like our podcasts, our conversations. It's, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting too, because when I hear Russ talk on the phone and I hear him laughing with people, my heart just, like, it just like grows when I hear him and how he is with even people he doesn't know and how... And then he, just how excited he could be and how he laughs or when we go on trips and he meets people. And I love listening to him talk to people, but he's having conversations with them. Mm-hmm. And the more, and that's one of the things that I realized, oh, I feel a little teary, is that he, there's so many times in our relationship that he, I didn't allow him to that. I was at him. I was like, you need to do this. You need to do this. I want this. I need to have this. It's your fault that I moved here. And he's and he'd always say to me, Brenda, I never asked you to move here. You didn't ask me? You did that on your own. I'm sure you asked me. Nope. I didn't. Nope. Because you wanted Trev to finish up to a certain grade and this and that. And then next thing you know, yeah, Trev and I can be there by June. No way. Yes, that's exactly the way the conversation went. See? Mm-hmm. Huh, so you didn't ask me? Nope. Well, that was very presumptuous that I moved up here then. <laughs> did you want me to move up here? Oh, well, of course I did. <laughs> of course I did, but I never did put the pressure on or <laughs> ask you to. Never. Hmm. Learn something else today. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's all good. If you don't learn something, it's kind of a wasted day. So. Okay, so you did, I didn't ask you to ask me to marry you, though. No, I asked you. Okay, so that you, one's correct. You, you wanted to. Like, you were getting frustrated because I, I kept, was getting mad you yeah, could say it yeah because i kept dragging it out and dragging it out first of all i had to save enough money to buy a ring <laughs> <laughs> it was it was kind of like being 20 years old again piss ass broke and yeah but and then you had to catch fish and then yeah mm-hmm. and i caught the fish and then he asked me yep on the banks of moonshine lake lake yep. mm-hmm how more? How, how much more romantic can that be? Well, it's different, romant, romantic. Mm-hmm. But but it's interesting because I was getting mad at him. Mm-hmm. Well, I got I've gotten mad at him a few times for different things that I wanted. Well, like a, and it, sorry. And yeah, I'm thinking about our anniversary ring. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell, you tell the story. You'll tell it a lot faster than I will. So you tell the story. Well, it was our anniversaries in June. February, we're in the mall 
and stopped at a jewelry store and she finds this ring. It's an anniversary ring and she just fell in love with it. And I thought, yeah, that'd be cool for our anniversary. And I even said, this would be a great anniversary ring. Yeah. Okay. Valentine's Day rolls around. I didn't give her a ring. Well, and in my head, I was thinking, oh, he could do this and then he'll do this and he'll do that. And then I'll get this ring. So she didn't get it for her birthday. Which is or amazing. for anniversary or Valentine's. Valentine's Day. And then her birthday rolls around and she thought for sure she was going to get it then. Didn't get it. And then she had a little bit of an outburst that, fine, I don't want it. Don't ever get it for me. I forget it. And I already had it, but I'm saving it for our wedding or for our anniversary. Because I said. I want it. That would be a great anniversary ring, Russ. But I was thinking, wouldn't it be a great surprise if he gave it to me before? And I'm a person who can't hold surprises. So that was. And I was thinking all the different ways he could be romantic. Right, so I gave it to her for our anniversary. After I told him, don't bother. If I wanted it, I could buy it myself. And she went in there to look for it, and it was gone. I was so mad. Because I had it in the drawer of my desk in my office. Because I, <laughs> I, I would keep going back there to see if he bought it or not. And I was like, okay, it's still there. He didn't buy it. I might as well buy it. Yeah. So, so anyways, I did get the ring. Mm-hmm. I was a brat with it. It's all good. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> Here you go. This is our thoughts from the tractor. Say what you want. Say what you mean. And yeah. don't pick a fight. No. It's so stupid. Like, there's enough fights in this world. We don't need to have invent something to fight about. No. And we don't have to. We don't have to pick a fight to show someone how much we love them or to make them love us more. Does that make any sense? No, that didn't make much sense. <laughs> don't pick a fight so somebody loves you more. To prove, so they oh. have to prove that you lo they love you. Yeah, Because yeah. that doesn't even make sense. I'm going to pick a fight with you to prove that you love me. That makes no sense. No, but I think that sometimes the female brain does that. Mm, maybe. I have no comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We better go. Yes. We better go before we have an argument. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <clears throat> this is Brenda PM and Russell with Thoughts from the Tractor. Hope you have a great day. Love the one you're with. Don't pick a fight. For the sake of a fight. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, everyone.